welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and my purpose and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Today's episode is all about PCOS. And even if you don't have PCOS, I think that you will benefit because it's something that affects a lot of people. So even if you don't have it, you might know somebody who does. And when I say that it's really common, it's estimated that about 10% of ovary-having humans have PCOS. And why am I talking about it on this podcast? Well, lo and behold, people with PCOS have a much higher likelihood of also having an eating disorder. In fact, it has been said that up to one third of women with PCOS have an eating disorder. And while there is no exact statistic on the prevalence of binge eating in that, I reckon it would be pretty high. So today I want to give you my stance on PCOS. I'm going to share with you four things that I need you to know if you or a loved one has PCOS. Before I get started, just my usual disclaimer, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for one-to-one medical advice from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian. And to add to that, if you feel ready to take on your binge eating, regardless of if you have PCOS or not, why not seek support from me? I'm now accepting one-to-one private coaching clients, and I've left all of the details in the show notes. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Four things I would like you to know if you have PCOS. The first thing that I need you to know about PCOS is that cutting out sugar is not the answer. Every Google search about PCOS will tell you to cut out sugar, but that is incorrect advice. It's especially unhelpful for you because you are struggling with binge eating and we all know what happens when you try to cut out something from your diet, especially something like sugar. I've done a whole episode on how to reduce sugar without going crazy and something that I said in that episode was that you are under no obligation to reduce sugar. And to give you some background about where this recommendation has come from, where did it come from that cutting out sugar is a good thing for PCOS? You may have heard that when you have PCOS, you may be struggling with something called insulin resistance, which basically means that your body has a bit more of a difficult time processing carbohydrates, particularly from getting blood from the bloodstream into your cells where it can be used for energy. The recommendation for cutting out sugar when you have PCOS came about because on a logical level, it makes sense that if you cut out sugar in your diet, then there's not going to be so much sugar in your bloodstream and therefore you won't have as much trouble getting the sugar into cells because there's not going to be so much of it there to begin with and your pancreas won't have to work so hard to produce insulin to compensate for the high levels of sugar in your blood. Here is the thing though, your blood sugar levels are not just influenced by actual sugar intake, they're influenced by carbohydrate intake. Carbohydrate intake is what 
leads to having sugar in the blood. All carbohydrates are broken down into sugar. Maybe you have read that too, that all carbohydrates lead to increased blood sugar levels. And this is why the keto diet is really popular for managing PCOS. But let me tell you that no organization that I'm affiliated with, like the British Dietetic Association, recommend cutting out sugar or the keto diet for PCOS. And that is doubly true for somebody who is struggling with disordered eating. Being diagnosed with PCOS doesn't automatically make it more important than your struggle with binge eating. Both issues deserve respect, both issues deserve attention, and both issues deserve professional support. Of course, it's not going to be the same for everybody, and it's not one size fits all. But I could pretty confidently bet my hat that if you try to reduce sugar, it's going to make your binge eating worse. And it's plausible to think that your binges might increase in frequency and in intensity because that's what happens when you try to restrict. Remember that pendulum analogy? So when you hold a pendulum over in restriction, i.e. cutting out sugar, at some point it's going to bounce right back over to the binge side and stay there for as long as it was in restriction. And what's going to happen to your sugar intake during that binge? It's probably going to skyrocket. And that is certainly not going to be good for your PCOS. So if you are struggling with binge eating, I plead with you to reconsider cutting out sugar. In the same ballpark as cutting out sugar, the second thing that I need you to know about PCOS is don't jump into weight loss. Again, I know that you've come across in your Google searches that losing weight is going to be beneficial for your PCOS. And I'm going to be straight and honest and frank here. Yeah, weight loss has shown to be beneficial for PCOS. But here's the thing, only in the short term, because we still don't have that is shown to be effective in the long term. All of the studies, unfortunately, are only in the short term, usually up to one or two years. This blanket recommendation for weight loss in people who are struggling with PCOS is really harmful in my opinion, because as I've already mentioned, the rates of eating disorders in people with PCOS are far higher than the general population. So by recommending that everybody with PCOS loses weight, means that we are telling people with eating disorders that they should lose weight, which is incredibly unethical. It's too easy for a professional to prescribe weight loss. It's too easy for them to just say, go and lose some weight and your PCOS will benefit. It's like the professional is putting the responsibility into your hands, even though they're the ones who are supposed to be caring for you. I agree that there are certain lifestyle changes that may benefit PCOS. And as I said, I'm not disregarding the fact that weight loss may help PCOS too. But what I would like to know from the professionals who recommend weight loss to people with PCOS is how. How can people with PCOS safely lose weight 
without jeopardizing their relationship with food or worsening their eating disorder if they already have one. How can that person with PCOS safely maintain that weight loss? As I said, it's too easy for a professional to just recommend weight loss for people with PCOS. And if you have been in that position, I would invite you to ask them, how? How can I do it in a way that isn't going to jeopardize my relationship with food? And of course, a big question here is, What about the people with PCOS who are in small bodies, who identify as being thin? What are they supposed to do? Unfortunately, it's not uncommon for people in smaller bodies to also receive the blanket recommendation for weight loss when they're diagnosed with PCOS. And again, that is incredibly harmful. The third thing that I need you to know, I've given you two things that I don't want you to consider. So one is cutting out sugar and the second is jumping straight into weight loss. The third thing that I need you to know is something positive. It's something that you can do. You can approach this from a non-diet lens. Let's acknowledge that cutting out sugar is probably going to worsen your relationship with food. And let's acknowledge that there are no long-term weight loss studies to show effective weight loss maintenance. So let's put those both to one side and focus on what we can do. Being diagnosed with PCOS is a good opportunity to just take a step back and reflect on your lifestyle and ask yourself, is there any health-promoting behaviors that you would like to engage in or that you have engaged in in the past, but you have just let slip for the last little while for whatever reason? Now, you're under no obligation to change anything. Maybe you are already engaging in all of the health-promoting behaviors that feel good to you. But it just might be an idea to just reflect on how life has been for you lately. Maybe you have been under a lot of stress because you're working from home and you find it difficult to switch off. Maybe you're not sleeping so well because you are worried about finances due to COVID. Maybe you really miss getting out for a daily walk because it benefits your mental health, but you just haven't been able to do it. All of these things are an example of health-promoting behaviours. Behaviours that are going to improve your health regardless of if your weight changes. I know I bang on about self-care a lot, particularly relating to stress and sleep. But the thing is, especially when it comes to PCOS, maintaining low stress levels is really beneficial. Because remember what I spoke about insulin resistance? Stress can make insulin resistance worse because of all the stress hormones flying about. But please relax because I don't want you to be worried about being overstressed now. I really want you to know that regardless of your weight, shape, body or size, you did not cause your PCOS. So please don't blame yourself. Try not to worry about it or get too stressed about it. And finally, the last thing that I need you to know about having a diagnosis of PCOS is Your treatment team needs to work with you, not against you. I hope that you weren't given the blanket recommendation of just go off now and lose weight. In my opinion, that is poor care. 
So the next time you're meeting with your treatment team, so your doctor, nurse, and dietitian, speak to them about your struggles with binge eating and about your disordered relationship with food and tell them that you are not in a position to go on a diet right now. And if they push you, which I hope they won't, but if they do, ask them, okay, if you want me to lose weight, you need to give me an example of a study that shows a strategy in which weight loss is maintained in the long term. And if they're still pushing you, I'll leave some links to research in the show notes that indicate that people with PCOS are more likely to have an eating disorder. And so promotion of weight loss when you have an eating disorder is incredibly unethical. And another thing about working with your treatment team, they might recommend that you start to take some medication for your PCOS. If they do, I don't want you to be scared by that. Don't be frightened. Don't think that they're just trying to pawn you off with medication. Taking medication can appear like a bit of a taboo but it really isn't. We need to normalize taking medications to treat conditions. That is what it's there for. And if it's recommended to you, I would invite you to ask your doctor or your nurse or your dietitian to talk you through the side effects of the medication, to exactly how the medication works, how it's going to help you, and to be an active person in that conversation instead of a bystander. There is a phrase used in medicine, which I love, and it is not about me without me, meaning that all decisions about your care for your PCOS should involve you. So don't be afraid to be an active participant in the conversations around your treatment plan. Navigating food, nutrition and diet when you have PCOS is challenging when you're also struggling with binge eating. So if you feel ready for one-to-one professional support, I am now taking private clients. There's no doubt about it that both PCS and binge eating are two very tricky diagnoses. So I help my clients to find a way of eating that feels good to them and that resembles a quote-unquote normal relationship with food, one without binge eating. All right, so just to go back over those points, four things that I need you to know when you have PCOS. The first one is don't rush to cutting out sugar. If you struggle with binge eating, it's likely going to make it worse. Secondly, don't rush to weight loss either. Aside from the fact that restricting your intake is probably going to make your binge eating worse as well, We still don't have a strategy that shows weight loss is effective in the long term. The third thing I need you to know is maybe this is a good opportunity to look at those health promoting behaviors and pay specific attention towards sleep and stress. And the fourth thing I'd like you to know is make sure your treatment team works with you and not against you. And if you feel that you are being brushed off with the blanket just go and lose weight recommendation. Talk to them about your eating disorder. All right, I am going to leave you there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating or a review on iTunes. And as I mentioned in the episode, regardless of if you have PCOS or not, if you would like to work together privately with me to help you get over binge eating, 
all of the information is linked in the show notes. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Take care of yourself.